In God alone my soul can find rest and peace. In God my peace and joy. Only in God my soul can find its rest, find its rest and peace. In God alone my soul can find rest and peace. In God my peace and joy. Only in God my soul can find its rest, find its rest and peace. At the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in the one body. The peace of Christ be with you. Let's stand and share a sign of peace with each other. Please join me in the uh, call to worship found in your bulletin. Our help is in the name of the Lord, creator of heaven and earth. Grace to you and peace from God, our creator, and the Lord Jesus Christ. We gather this day to glorify God, our sustain. Remember with thanksgiving those who died in the events of September 11, 2001. We ask for God's help and guidance that we may share our sorrows, affirm our hope, and be renewed in faith. Those who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weak. They shall walk. Come, let us worship the Lord. <coughs> forgive and move on. So let us pray. O God, our strength and refuge on this day when we remember before you those whose lives were cut short in acts of violence, 
we also hold on to the faith that your purposes for us are good, that you gave Jesus Christ for the life of the world, and that you lead us by your Holy Spirit in the paths of righteousness and peace, that loss is real and hurts are deep. Fear, anger, and hatred still have hold on us. Come, loving Spirit, heal our wounds, cast out our fears, renew our faith in the power of good, overcome evil, and in your promises of peace through Jesus Christ our Lord. This is the message that we have heard from God and proclaimed to you. God is light, and in God there is no darkness at all. If we walk in the light as God is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus, God's Son, cleanses us from all sin. Therefore, in Christ, we stand forgiven. Thanks be to God. Hear what our Lord Jesus Christ says. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the greatest and first commandment, and a second is like it. You shall love your neighbor. At On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets, and so let us.
As we come to the reading of God's word, let's pray. Lift up your hearts. Let us lift them to the Lord our God. Shine within our hearts, loving Lord, in the true light of your divine knowledge and the open eyes of our minds and hearts, that we may comprehend and obey the message of your word through Jesus Christ, our living word. Amen. Our first lesson comes from the very first book of the Bible, Genesis chapter 50, beginning at verse 15. You will find a text in your bulletin, and it is part of the story of Joseph and his brothers. Hear now the reading of God's word. Realizing that their father was dead, Joseph's brothers said, What if Joseph still bears a grudge against us and pays us back in full for all the wrong that we did to him? So they approached Joseph, saying, Your father gave this instruction before he died. Say to Joseph, I beg you, forgive the crime of your brothers and the wrong they did in harming you. Now, therefore, please forgive the crime of the servants of the God of the servants of God of your father, Joseph went wept when they spoke to him. And then his brothers also wept, fell down before him, and said, We are here as your slaves. But Joseph said to them, Do not be afraid. I am in the place, am I in the place of God? Even though you intended to do harm to me, God intended it for good, in order to preserve a numerous people, as he is doing today. So have no fear. I myself will provide for you and your little ones. In this way, he reassured them, speaking kindly to them. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Please join me in the responsive reading of Psalm 103 verses 8 through 13, found in your bulletin. The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. He will not always accuse, nor will he keep his anger forever. He does not deal with us according to our sins, nor repay us according to our iniquities. For as the heavens are high above the earth, so great is his steadfast love for those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far he removes our transgressions from us. As a father has compassion for his children, so the Lord has compassion for those who fear him. Our second lesson today is brought to us by the Gospel according to Matthew, chapter 18, beginning at verse 21. This is the conversation between Jesus and Peter on how often we must forgive. Hear now the word of God. 
Then Peter came and said to him, Lord, if another brother sins against me, how often should I forgive? As many as seven times? Jesus said to him, Not seven times, but I tell you, seventy-seven times. For this reason, the kingdom of heaven may be compared to a king who wished to settle accounts with his slaves. When he began the reckoning of one who owed him tens of millions of dollars, was brought to him, and as as he could not pay, his Lord ordered him to be sold. Together, excuse me, I'm lost. My text in the bulletin is completely blurred by some kind of wrinkle, and I have to find myself in the gospel here on the pulpit. Just a minute, please. Okay, let me begin at verse 23. For this reason, the kingdom of heaven may be compared to a king who wished to settle accounts with his slaves. When he began the reckoning, one who owed him 10,000 talents, or tens of millions of dollars, was brought to him, and as he could not pay, his Lord ordered him to be sold, together with his wife and children and all his possessions, and payment to be made. So the slave fell on his knees before him, saying, Have patience with me, and I will pay you everything. And out of pity for him, the Lord of that slave released him and forgave him the debt. But that same slave, as he went out, came upon one of his fellow slaves, who owed him a hundred denarii, or about ten thousand dollars. And seizing him by the throat, he said, Pay what you owe me. Then his fellow slave fell down and pleaded with him, Have patience with me, and I will pay you. But he refused, and he went and threw him into prison until he would pay the debt. When his fellow slaves saw what had happened, they were greatly distressed, and they went and reported to their Lord all that had taken place. Then his Lord summoned him and said to him, You wicked slave, I forgave you all that debt because you pleaded with me. Should you not have had mercy on your fellow slave as I had mercy on you? And in anger, his Lord handed him over to be tortured until he would pay his entire debt. So my heavenly Father will also do to every one of you if you do not forgive your brother or sister from your heart. This is the word of God. Thanks be to God. I did not choose these texts. It is happenstance, if you will. I prefer to think of it as providence, on another hand, that these verses appear today in the lectionary. The lectionary is fixed by a process that is not governed by the events of the world. These verses speak of something that is much more difficult for us to do than to think about. I had a curiosity this past week, so I did some linguistic work. I chose to, first of all, begin to look at the word, the Greek word for forgive and forgiveness in this text. But I thought to myself as I studied that maybe, maybe it would be easier for you to understand if I took the word forgive itself. 
The word forgive comes from an ancient root called gob, G-H-A-G-H. Comes to us from the Franco-German tradition, and it comes through Middle English to us today. And it is where we get the word to give. With the part of the word for on the front, you have the idea of something being given as a gift to someone. When you forgive them, you are gifting them. When Peter comes to Jesus, he's being very good, a very good Jew. He says, if I'm to forgive my brother or sister seven times, right? Because seven, of course, is the number in Hebrew uh, philosophy of perfection. And Jesus responds to him, no, not just seven, Peter, 77. Multiplying seven by ten, ten is the number for eternity in Jewish philosophy. So what Jesus is saying to Peter is, no, you don't count the number of times you forgive. You keep on forgiving. You don't ever stop. Those are very difficult words because I don't know about you, but I've had people who have really ticked me off, who have done some really, really nasty things in my life. And I'm not sure that I could continue to forgive them if they continue to do those really, really nasty things over and over and over again. But Jesus tells the story that is supposed to convince us of how important it is to do this. He tells the story of a Lord who forgives one of his slaves or servants who owes him millions of dollars. The slave begs for mercy. And the Lord forgives the debt without ever requiring anything of him. It is a gift to him. A gift to him. Then the guy walks out, and one of his own debtors comes and says, I can't pay on the ten grand I owe you. And he has him locked up and has to work it off in jail. And the Lord calls him in and says, How dare you? How dare you exact that kind of money from someone you know doesn't have it when I didn't exact a penny from you? And you owed me millions. By golly, now you will pay. Now you will pay. And Jesus says, And so my heavenly Father will also do to every one of you if you do not forgive your brother or sister from your heart. Now, it is difficult for me at a time like this, to try to decide whether I should speak to you as an American citizen or as a minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Because if I were a good American citizen, I would tell you that we've had 10 years of hunting down 
getting revenge. We have taken out the enemy. Osama bin Laden is dead. And it is now time to move on. And we remember those lives taken by the fact that we have taken plenty of lives of the enemy as well. And somehow, that's supposed to make us feel good. I can remember the day the word came that Osama bin Laden was killed. And while there may have been some minimal celebration, I didn't see anyone in the streets shouting and singing and enjoying themselves like the evening when, when Obama was elected president on campus. I could hardly sleep that night. The party went on forever. The shouting and the singing and the noise. But there was no such celebration the day that the enemy was slain. I didn't see that even in the news. I didn't see that kind of celebration anyway. What had happened to us in 10 years? What had happened to the way we understood what happened that day that we can all remember? What has happened to the men and women who have in those 10 years given up their lives to accomplish what we have accomplished in Iraq and Afghanistan? And if the last time I checked, we were still at war in at least Afghanistan, if not both Iraq and Afghanistan. Lives were still being taken on a daily basis. Today we remember, we remember with pain, the lives, the innocent lives of men and women who in the towers perished, and the lives that were jeopardized by those who attempted to save their lives, and who paid that price daily in diseases that are terminal, and their families are being affected by it even today and into the future. Forgiveness is a very, very difficult business. And I could stand up here and preach at you that you are supposed to forgive. But I know something, as well as you know, that forgiveness truly is a gift. I don't demand that you make gifts. I mean, how ridiculous would it be for me to tell you that I would like each of you to gift me with $5,000 and I want it now? Wow, that's ridiculous. That's stupid. You don't do that. Well, likewise, I will not stand here and tell you you have to forgive in order to move on. But you have to forgive if you are under going to understand the work of God in this world. People do evil, evil evil things. That is, you see, for us, the message of the cross. It tells us that men and women can really do bad stuff. And they even did it to the Son of God. And yet Jesus says, by the end of the Apostle Paul, while you were yet sinners, Christ died for you. So great 
is the love that has forgiven us and forgives anyone who comes to God, repent, seeking mercy in faith. That being the case, let us be a people as Christians who are able and willing to assist that process however it needs to happen and able to live with the results of what happens when forgiveness is given, healing comes and life reestablishes itself in joy, productivity, and blessing. And may all of us at that time, in those moments, be able to say, Amen. Let us pray. Like honey from the honeycomb to our mouths and the sweet aroma of eucalyptus to our nose, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O God. Amen. Healer of our every ill, light of each tomorrow, give us peace beyond our fear and hope beyond our sorrow. You who know our fears and sadness, grace with us your peace and gladness, spirit of comfort. Please remain standing and join me in your bulletin for a confession of faith using the words of the Apostles' Creed. Together, confessing our faith, let us say, I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. Descended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again. Descended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, forgiveness of sin, resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Amen. The communion table today are presented to the glory of God by the Helen Erty family. Daughter Helen arranged them. I told her she has a gift. She needs to extend the gift to many, many more. Um, but it is a reminder to us of all the good gifts, the beauty, things that God has given to us. So we come to return a portion of our tithes and gifts and all. Let us pray. We thank you, O Lord, for the grace extended to us through Jesus Christ and for all the good 
that flows to us in the power and presence of his spirit, living in and among and through us. We ask, O Lord, that we in our faithfulness may give to you glory and to Jesus Christ all that is due his name, Lord and Redeemer. Do it and pray it in his name. Please join me in your bulletin for the litany of remembrance, healing, and hope. Let us pray. Almighty and everlasting God, giver of life and conqueror of death, you are our help in every time of trouble. We remember this day those who died in attacks and terror. We give thanks for their lives and for all in them that was good and kind and faithful. Remember the men and women who risked and gave their lives. We thank you for their examples of courage, devotion to duty, and self-sacrifice. Grant your peace to and to all those who grieve their lives and carry heavy loads of Lord, in your mercy, Healer of our every ill, light of each tomorrow, give us peace beyond our fear and hope beyond our sorrow. Great God of compassion, healer of our every ill, you are the comfort of those who sorrow and you give strength to all who suffer. Look with love on all those who suffered or are still suffering acts of violence. May your healing spirit rest on the wounded, the disabled, the distressed, those whose faith has been shaken, what they have seen. Comfort all who mourn the death of loved ones and all who miss the companionship of friends. Lord, in your mercy, Healer of our every ill, light of each tomorrow, give us peace beyond our fear and hope beyond our sorrow. Almighty God, ruler of all the peoples of the earth, you have given us a vision of the tree of life whose leaves are for the healing of the nation. Pray for leaders, government, and for all in authority. Grant them strength and patience that they may seek the wise resolution of conflict, release of captive and oppressed people everywhere, healing and reconciliation among those who are Lord, in your mercy, hear us. Healer of our every Light of each tomorrow, give us peace beyond our fear and hope beyond our sorrow. Together, O God, before whom the generations rise and pass away, we remember with affection and gratitude those who have gone before us especially those we name before you now, on our lips or in our hearts. Believing that none who place their trust in you are lost to your care, 
We look with confidence toward that day when every tear shall be wiped away. Suffering and pain shall be no more. Help us by your Holy Spirit. Continue to live in hope, assured of your power in our lives, and trusting in your never-failing love. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. All of you who are visiting, visiting with us today, we are very pleased to have you, especially on this day of remembrance. And we want to invite you to stay with us and join in coffee and refreshments in our parlor across the way. Uh, immediately after the service this morning. Um, we, uh, we have a full week, again this week, uh, of activity. Um, the f- food pantry will be closed for the next two weeks uh, until we can do repairs to the water damage in the walls uh, and return to healthy working and serving conditions uh, downstairs pantry. We did not have significant food damage uh, there's more damage to the walls and the mold that came with the, wa- the water afterward. Uh, so we're not looking at loss of a lot of food, uh, but um, we will uh, establish uh, after two weeks whether we can move on and continue or whether more time needed to dry out and repair what damage done. And we need to continue to pray that there is no more water. I think this whole area, at least from where I am in Pennsylvania, have had our share of water. prayed deliberately last night that God would support to Texas and let us alone for a while. They could enjoy that. But we'll see. As we come to the end of our service this morning of worship, are there any announcements that you'd like to share with the congregation before we depart? This Tuesday, the women's group, the women's luncheon group, begins at 12 noon. Yes, and they'll meet in the uh, Bellhauer parlor as well. We remind you that, that will be beginning. And, of course, Wednesday night at 7 is a consistent. We've got a full agenda. Let us go forward from this place and time, being those who are forgiven in Christ, able and willing to forgive others. And may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God our Father, fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now until Christ returns in glory and then forever. All God's people.